a strong body equals a, a healthy mind. I have kind of had this quote um, for a long time, even when I was doing pageants, but I didn't really understand it until gosh, probably a couple of years ago, it was like, if my body feels good and I'm doing right to it, then my mind is going to feel so healthy and so much better to be, be to be able to interact with my friends. Cause there was so many years where I was thinking about food so much. I feel like I was non-existent in a conversation. So it's like, if my body is strong and I'm feeling really good and healthy, that my mind is going to be so at peace and so calm and just fully me. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two, and with that said, let's thrive. Hi there, and welcome back to Let's Thrive, the podcast with me, your host, Emily Feichels. I appreciate you tuning in, and if you're new here, welcome. You can go back one episode, I believe, to episode 30, because this is episode 31, and you can learn all about me, a bit about my journey, who I am, what I do, and if you're an OG, then thank you for coming back once more. I appreciate you. So today we have a fun conversation with an Instagram friend of mine, named Robin Plotnick of the Instagram What Robin Eats. So that's at what Robin Eats. Highly suggest her page. Uh, today's chat was just a fun one and you know I always think and ponder of what each episode kind of taught me at the end of it. And for this one I think it's really about breaking cycles and slowing down. <laughs> As you'll hear us discuss in here, you know, Robin has her own journey with that, but um, I guess just talking with her really got me thinking about how much of like, well, obviously I'm like a semi-control freak, as I think most of us can relate to, and because of that, I really like cycles and routines, and I'm not talking, you know, like a morning routine, I'm talking, you know, like kind of the idea of you develop like fear foods, and you develop safe foods, and you know, you develop an exercise routine that even though it doesn't feel constrictive, it kind of is because the moment you step outside of that routine, you're like, ah, oh, take me back, please. And I just found I was in that, you know, where you kind of get in this comfortable cycle of just doing the motions without really thinking about it or challenging yourself or, you know, promoting growth. And I know that sounds kind of like, oh, I don't want to change. Change is scary. Yeah, it is scary, but it's also where you find that better side of things. Once you go through it, you come out and you're like, wow, how did I ever live like that before? So I think that's important. And, you know, on the topic of slowing down, I think we're all guilty of just going through life on fast, you know, forward motion, speed, whatever you want to call it. Robin kind of alludes to it as like when you put fast forward on the TV and it's like, that's my sound effects, guys. And you're just going, 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 going. And that's how life kind of is for us. I mean, think about it. It's like, when did, when was the last time you just kind of stopped and breathed and looked up at the sky or, you know, took in the feel of you, your hand petting your cat or, you know, the textures and the flavors of the food in your mouth or, you know, how the wind feels on your skin. And, you know, maybe you did do that today, but 
even so, what, how long did you do it for? You know, maybe like a minute, maybe 30 seconds, maybe not at all. And I just think we've come from such a place of, you know, if you go, look back at where we all originated from and came from, we did have those things. You know, we had the slow moments and the nights by the campfires and long road trips with, you know, family and friends and just all these little moments of being present and of, you know, slowing down and appreciating the here and now. And I think we've just lost touch with that. You know, I know I have. I'm not saying I haven't. I definitely have. I'm a bit of, what's those things? They're like a road runner. They just go like, like so fast. Feeders running. You know, from like Looney Tunes, the bluebird. That's like what I feel like sometimes. And so yeah, I'm just, I'm working on those things. And Robin was really a catalyst for that. So thank you, Robin. And, you know, so now to kind of explain what we talk about in this episode that got me thinking these large and pondering thoughts. Robin is, I'd I'd classify her as kind of like a lifestyle account on Instagram and a blog, and she's so much more than that, though. We, of course, open up by discussing her hairless cat, because if you know me, you know I love cats, and I'm fascinated by hairless ones, because I just don't know how I feel about them, you know? And we, you know, talk about she was in New York City for a while, and now she's in San Diego, and I have her compare the two lifestyles, which was very funny indeed. I loved it. We talk about her transition from, this is where it gets interesting, when she was in her youth, she was actually in, like, pageants, and she was, like, a big, like, deal pageant queen. I forget the title, but it was interesting, and later you'll hear how this feeds into a main topic of this conversation, which is diet cycles, and you know, to be in pageants, they certainly want you to look a certain way. And so that comes into play. And, you know, she explains the transition from this pageant queen girl she was wanting to please everyone to this punk, fun, loving chick girl with a go-getter attitude living in New York City with a pixie haircut, tattoos, and earrings. And it's just so beautiful. I mean, it's the epitome of, you know, kind of saying F it and living your own life and choosing your own path. As she's explaining this journey, you know, through the pageant and, you know, then she goes into her modeling career, which I did not know she did either, so that was interesting. She explains how she got into the diet world and the idea we all know diets are not good, right? We know that. (laughs) They're a yo-yo effect because you restrict and you binge or, you know, you form such horrid body image or you form fear foods and... She explains how she got started in that and what it took to get out of that diet cycle. And, you know, from, you know, a point when she was too thin to when she was gaining weight and couldn't stop, like, she explains how she broke that cycle and learned to just live. Like, you don't need an end goal. You don't need an end weight. You don't need a diet. You don't need any of these things to label and define your life. So that is very interesting, which led to her nutrition degree, which we talk about, We discuss her present version of health and what it means to, you know, break the safe routines that oftentimes hold us in around food, exercise, body image. We touch on her gut issues briefly and, you know, how she thinks they developed, which is something I think is how mine developed. So let's see what you guys think on that one. And, you know, in that we discuss how everyone is intuitive. Like you have to find your intuitive self to discover like where those gut issues are coming from because... Usually not one diet, not one pill, not one doctor can fix you. You have to do some inward work, and I love that part of the conversation. And then we close out with 
explaining well, she explains <laughs> how she started her Instagram blog and the transition of it from before to now and how she makes an income off of it as well. I discuss what I ask her what her brand standards are and I really love, you know, how she approaches this topic and I think it's something we could all benefit from. So if you want to find Robin, she's on Instagram at WhatRobinEats. I'm on Instagram at Thrive underscore on life. I've been loving all the support lately. You guys know I love you. I love the support. I appreciate it. And if you feel called to it, go ahead, share this on your Instagram story, tag as both. Or maybe you're really feeling called to it and you go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rate and review or even subscribe, you know whatever. Feels good to you. (laughs) I'm going to try to start reading a review on the end of each episode, so as long as I remember to, check on the other side of this episode. And with that being said, I also want to thank you. Uh, I know this is only the third episode, I believe, with an official sponsor ad, Cured Nutrition, and I just wanted to take a quick 30-second spurt right now to explain the fact that I took them on as a sponsor because this podcast is a lot of work, a lot of free work. And yes, it brings me great satisfaction in helping others, but I also do have to, you know, semi-support myself. So, you know, to keep this podcast going and make sure I'm able to keep doing it, I do have sponsors now and Cured Nutrition is the first and it's because I love them the most. Don't tell the others that. But um, (laughs) no, it's just... They're such a great company. Their core morals and values are so strong and align with mine so much. I could not, I I just couldn't say no. And I didn't want to say no because I want to share them with you and I want to share their passion and project products. So remember, you can use the code Let's Thrive for $10 off your $50 purchase or more. And DM me if you have any questions, concerns, if you're a little wary of it, I'm happy to discuss this with you. So without further ado, and know that I appreciate you once more, let's jump into a quick ad and then this episode with Robin. As you guys know, I'm all about eating a whole foods diet and supplementing when necessary for optimal health and wellness. That's why I'm so passionate about a favorite brand of mine and sponsor of the podcast, Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition offers hemp and CBD products that can enhance your daily wellness routine and aid in your health journey. Their products are organically grown, vigorously tested, and responsibly sourced in their home base of Colorado. And in case you're like I was just a few months ago, confused as to what CBD, hemp, or any of this means, let me explain. Hemp is in the same group as cannabis, but contains less than 0.3% of THC. It has been used and consumed by humans for ages and is a great source of plant-based protein, rich in essential amino acids, and supplies healthy omega-3 and 6 fats. Cured offers a variety of hemp products, like their hemp hearts that you can sprinkle on meals, blend in a smoothie, or bake into cookies. And the product I use daily is their mint hemp oil. I take a dose each morning and have seen immense relief of that early morning anxiety that so many of us can experience. More so, I firmly believe it's helped with my joint pain, which is something I've struggled with for two plus years now. In my last three months of testing cured products, I have seen drastic improvement. No more stretching four times a day just to relieve my joints, and I'm serious on that one. Now CBD, aka cannabidiloy, 
Did I say that right? <laughs> it's a natural compound that is found in hemp and similar to THC, yet is not non-psychoactive. So no, it does not get you high. Cured has so many options for this too. Everything from a body salve to dog treats, cookie dough, gel caps, and my personal favorites, the Zen and Rise capsules. I take the Cured Zen capsule every night for deep sleep and improved digestion. Thanks to their blend of CBD, magnesium, and super herbs such as ashwagandha and chamomile, I get a deep night sleep plus the improved digestion from magnesium. The Cured Rise capsules are perfect for morning and act as like a natural stimulus to get you going. The blend is caffeine-free but composed of focus aids such as rhodiola and ginseng to craft the ideal nootropic supplement. Now, I really need this with my fatigue. That early morning, it just gets me going gets my brain alert, and I'm ready for the day. If you'd like to learn more about Cured Nutrition and their products, you can find them at curednutrition.com. And if you'd like to try a product or two, go ahead and use my code, Let's Thrive, to save $10 on your first order of $50 or more. Now there's no better time than the present to try something new and see the benefits of Cured Nutrition in your life. Like I mentioned before, I did want to ask you because anyone who follows me knows I'm a big cat person. I actually mm -hmm. have 14 rescue cats. Oh my goodness. Yes. But so I'm curious, like when you got Arrow, that's his name, right? Your cat. Mm -hmm. So like, what are, what's the benefits of having a hairless cat or do you just really love, love them? <laughs> Always really wanted one. Like ever since Gosh, I remember watching LA Inc. Did you ever watch that like cat two show on TLC? So Kat Von D had a hairless cat and I'm like, oh, those are so cool. Not even the one people always say like Austin Powers and that's before they like see that he's even black. Like he's not the pink nude cat. I never wanted one of those because I feel like those do look kind of strange, but the black ones to me have always looked so cool. So when Joel and I got married, I, he is like slightly allergic to cats and his mom is super allergic to cats, but you, so they're hypoallergenic, but you can still be allergic to their saliva. Like my brother-in-law, like if he touches arrow and then touches his eye, his eyes get bright red. So for Joel, it's totally fine. And even Joel's mom can come over and it's fine. But if you're like really allergic to cats, like their saliva, everything, then you'll still be allergic to him. But also I had a Dalmatian growing up and there was hair everywhere. And it's so nice to like not have cat hair everywhere, but you do have to bathe them. You have to clean their ears. You have to wipe their eyes and their nose. Cause it's like, they don't have the hair to like, cause they sweat a lot. So it's like, they don't have this hair that's helping them. Wow. I never realized they're like another little kid then. <laughs> mm -hmm. They really are. So when I was telling people, I'm like, yeah, I feel like Arrow's getting us ready for Poppy. They're like, no, like a cat does not get you ready. And now I'm like, he's almost more work than Poppy. <laughs> like not even joking. No, I mean, I, I know some of our cats, they are high maintenance. I mm -hmm. swear they're giving mm -hmm. me like cray hairs already. They're just so, <laughs> uh -huh. requires so much work. Totally. So did you guys, now you're not originally from San Diego, right? Oh, I am. Okay. You are. Mm -hmm. Were you yeah. away for a while and then you guys moved back or have you been here the whole time? Yeah. So I moved away from San Diego when, gosh, I think I was 21. I moved to New York and I lived in New York for a year and a half. And then Joel and I met when I lived in New York and he was living in LA. So his family's from 
northern San Diego and I'm from like a lot more east and south but it's weird because we had mutual friends like all of these things like I swear we must have crossed paths multiple times but never saw each other you know so it's really weird that is crazy actually Mm -hmm. wow how would you describe like what would you say is the biggest difference between life in New York City and life in San Diego I love Mm -hmm. asking this question of people because Mm -hmm. there's so many people that go from New York to California and I love hearing their thoughts on this one. Oh my goodness. I feel like New York is on like times 10 fast forward, you know, like on the TV or whatever. I feel like it's go, go, go. I was working like 85 hours a week, just like nonstop, barely sleeping. And then San Diego is like so chill. Like when people are responding to your emails, it's like, takes two weeks in New York. It's like you get the email or you send the email and within three minutes they're responding back to you. And even meeting people in New York, if you meet someone literally within that five minutes, they're like, Hey, I'm going to meet some other friends. You want to come? Sure. Let's go. And then you end up hanging out with them for the rest of the day in San Diego. It's like, cool. Maybe I'll text you three months later. You might run into them. So it's just a totally different feel and vibe. And I think coming back to San Diego with a baby, it feels so right because I don't feel like I'm just getting lost in people's schedules. And it's just so much more family friendly for us and our way of living. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's funny you said that about the emails because like whenever I'm getting someone from California on the podcast, it does seem time and time again to just take a bit longer, which is fine Mm -hmm. with me. Like I know everybody's busy. But yeah. I've had a few people from New York City, and I swear they answer within like five hours. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> surprise. I, I think, too, because there's more people in New York, more people to grab the opportunity. It was like, oh, if you're not going to do it, I'll just find someone else. So everyone has this like go get them attitude. And if they don't, they're like not succeeding in New York. I found out they're just like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, you got to be quicker because someone else will jump on it. So I think having that and then moving to LA, cause I moved from New York to LA. Like when Joel and I met, we did long distance for almost a year. And then one of us had to move somewhere. So I was like, okay, well I can model in LA. Like I was modeling at the time, wasn't doing what Rob, what Robin eats wasn't even a thing yet. And I was working in some gyms. It was like, okay, I can move to LA. So it was nice. Cause I had that like quick type of attitude for LA. So, but it was also like, I could relax a little bit. So it was like, I'm keeping that on top of everything, but I like don't have to stress out about getting back to everyone that. I didn't realize you did modeling for a bit. So was Mm -hmm. that, was that like after college or? No. So I started modeling when I was 16 because I did pageants. Fun fact, I did pageants from 13 to 19, and when I won my first big title, I was Miss Greater San Diego Teen USA when I was 16. I started, like, appearing in fashion shows, which kind of sparked my interest because it was different than pageants. I didn't have to answer any onstage questions. I didn't have to interview. I just went out there, didn't say anything, and then I walked back off stage. So it was this different type of adrenaline that I really enjoyed because I have loved being on stage since 13. So I kind of transitioned fully into modeling um, at age 19. So I won Miss California, really awesome. I competed at USA. And then after that, I was like, I am so done. I chopped all my hair off. It was super short pixie. I got some tattoos and I just was so done. And then I moved to New York when I was 21, just like 
instantly because a friend said she was going and I was like, okay, I'll go too. And that's how I ended up there. Wow. I love, oh my gosh, the more I learn about you, the more I'm just like, I, I, no, you're I so sweet. So much. oh my gosh. You're so well, sweet. I guess to like catch everybody up to speed, would mm-hmm. you mind giving like a brief intro into who you are and you know what it is you do now and uh-huh. then kind of dive more into, you know, your past, present and what's going on? Totally so. I'm Robin. <laughs> First and foremost, I am a mom of a one-year-old girl named Poppy. She has completely changed my life for the better. I was just so busy and driven and working on all these different things. And then once becoming a mom, I kind of had to narrow down like what is my purpose? What makes me happy? And what can I do where I can stay home with Poppy? Because my husband and I are both self-employed, so we're able to be around her a lot, but it's like okay, I need to work and be a mom. So having what Robin eats, my Instagram has been such a blessing because I can work from home. I can work when she's napping. I can do stuff like this while she's napping and then give her my full attention when she's awake, which has been so special. And I can see it just within this last year of her life, how much she enjoys being around me and like having her mom all the time because I know people have to send their kids to daycare and you do what you have to do but it like brings me so much joy that I can take care of her all day even if it sometimes drives me crazy because I'm so tired at the end of the day it's like okay I did it like so great Um, but before Poppy I was working at an as a nutritionist online and I worked in numerous gyms in San Diego and in New York. I worked at New York Sports Club and a couple other private gyms. And then I was also modeling a little bit here and there. And I continued to model probably until two years ago. I just kind of got burnt out and was ready for something else. And now here we are. (laughs) A wonderful journey. So when would you say your interest in health, you know, started to appear? What made you get interested in, you know, becoming a nutritionist and caring how you feel your body? Where did that all begin? All of that fun stuff. Okay, so I started working with a nutritionist at a very young age. I was 13 when I decided I wanted to do pageants. My grandmother was a pageant director up until this last year. She's been directing pageants forever. So she never pushed me to do them. But when I was 13, I was always around them growing up. I was like, I want to do a pageant. I was a little overweight. (laughs) When I was younger, I wore size 14 pants in fifth grade. And in the pageant world, especially at that time, it was like, okay, you should start getting healthier. So I went to a nutritionist. I feel like things were so different than low fat was in, slim fast was in, all of this fat-free stuff. So that's what I was filled with at age 13, 14, that that's what I needed to be consuming and to basically be afraid of carbs. That was the trend. So I started doing that from sixth to seventh grade. I went from size 14 pants to seven. So that was huge. Like I was feeling so good. I could actually run a mile because in sixth grade, my mile was like 24 minutes and that was not cutting it then and everything just hurt. So I was really feeling really awesome. You know, now looking back, I'm like, gosh, I was doing everything that trends were saying to do and just filling my body with all these gross ingredients. But I didn't know then jump ahead to senior in high school. I had been bouncing back and forth, but then 
the more I did pageants, the more nutritionists and trainers I was working with and just carbs were so bad and fat was so bad. So by 18, I was basically just eating protein and like low carb things thinking that was okay. So 1920 comes around. I had been on this lose weight journey for what, nine years, seven years. And I was at 102 pounds and I'm five, eight. And it was just like, what is going on with me? Like, I didn't know what else to do. So I actually moved to New York and long story short, an agent was like, you're way too skinny. Like if you want to model, you look too old. You need to go gain some weight and come back. And that was just like a huge slap in my face because my grandma would make remarks that I was too thin, but I'm like, yeah, whatever you called me fat my whole childhood, you know, to put it bluntly, like, I don't know what to believe with you anymore. I love her, by the way. I don't want to talk bad about her, but it's just like that harsh criticism that really messed with my brain for seven years. And like friends would say something, but it's like, yeah, whatever. But then some people would praise me for how strict I was. So it was like all of these weird emotions going through my brain. But to have this agent tell me so kindly, but bluntly and gave me hope, like if you gain weight and come back, we'll sign you. So I moved back from New York for a year, I moved back to San Diego, gained the weight I needed to, worked with an awesome nutritionist in San Diego who was still allowing me to, to work out. Like, okay, you're gonna, this is what you're going to eat so we can help you gain weight, but you also get to work out because I saw some before that was like, okay, you have to stop working out, which was so scary to me. You have to eat this, 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 don't touch this. And it was like almost the opposite extreme. So this nutrition has helped me feel good and feel like I wasn't completely changing things that I really did like, like working out and doing cardio, but also helping me reach a goal. So having that experience with that nutritionist was like, oh my gosh, I need to help other people because I get it. Some people have goals where they do want to lose weight, but you need to understand that once you reach that goal, you don't have to just continue losing weight your whole life. You know, like as long as you're healthy and you feel really good, like that's the most important. So definitely having that experience and even through modeling, like I wouldn't even say that modeling made me feel like I had to lose all of that weight. It was just that no one told me like, okay, you're good. Like you can stop <laughs> losing weight now. It was just like the continuing of like needing to do more and more. So that really inspired me to want to help other people with nutrition. Yeah, I feel that because, you know, back, you know, mine was very much so, you know, disordered eating, but you know, looking back now, I am the type where I love goals, you know, and I love control and I love details and schedules. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I developed the routine practically of losing weight, mm -hmm. like you said, like, it's just like a never ending cycle of, okay, what's next? Like, right. okay, what's the next stage? And yeah, I mean, it, it usually does take, for me, it was a teacher that said mm -hmm. something to me. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh, holy shit. <laughs> you put on some weight. Like, like Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. The, you know, sometimes we really do need to hear it from, I think it's almost like the shock factor of mm -hmm. you would never expect a modeling agent to say that to you. And it kind of right. is like a shock, you know, and I never expected a teacher to mm -hmm. notice. And I mean, it makes sense, but to notice yeah. and say something. So I think it's, you know, that kind of shock gets you out of your head and mm -hmm. things factor, but 
Right. And I think like for me, it was that agent saying like, if you gain weight, you can come back and be successful, which was like, oh my gosh, like you're giving me so much hope and something that I wanted to do and feel like I had to just keep losing weight for Like, that is so awesome to like have a, another goal in, in mind, you know, like I'm such a scheduler and such a goal setter too, but they do have to change at some point because you reach those goals and you have to create new ones. You kind of have to shift it to like an easy, like fun loving goal, like enjoy life. Or <laughs> yeah, I know it's so true. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So how would you say your, you know, views on health have shifted since then? So like when you were first trying to maybe put on weight and stuff, you know, what, what did healthy mean to you then? And what does it mean to you now? Like, how do you define health, you know, in the, in the current day, I suppose? Right. So back then, health to me was defined by following a food regimen. Like, okay, this is what I'm eating Monday. This is what I'm eating Tuesday. Because again, that's what I was doing for so long too. It helped me lose weight and then it helped me gain weight. So after I had gained the weight that I wanted to be and I felt so healthy, it was like almost another switch where I feel scared of losing that routine that helped me get healthy again. Like I'm just going to stick with it. And I talked about on one of my posts, I think last week about French toast. Like I was eating French toast every day because I had deprived myself for so many years from eating foods that I loved. Now that I was eating it in a healthier way, not all of these processed ingredients, whatever. I was like, well, this is working for me and I like it. Like what if I change something and then I can't have it anymore for whatever reason. So it was like, okay, I'm just going to keep following this. So health to me then meant so much structure around my food rather than how I'm feeling and being, I guess, intuitive with what I feel like I want. And even before I got pregnant, I was still kind of in that routine, but I swear being pregnant changed my whole mindset on healthy because you have to gain weight. People are praising you for gaining weight, but you want to eat well for the baby, but then you also want to have some type of treat and indulgence because you're like, okay, I'm pregnant. I don't want to just eat whatever I want, but like I'm fueling poppy and giving kind of this, like, I can't think of the word right now, but I'm kind of guiding her nutrition from inside of me. So it's like, I want to start her off good and I want to be a healthier me for her growing up. So that like, even at one point, my midwife, I loved her so much, but she was like, you need to watch how much weight you're gaining. Cause I gained like 10 pounds one month and she, I had never been to her before. And then it came to find out that I would literally gain 10 pounds in one month, none the next month, and then gain another 10 the next month. So it was just how my body was working, like going through by the books or by the charts, like wasn't obviously who I was as an individual. So I think realizing that, that every body is different really helped me come to where I'm at now with health. It's like I eat a balanced or I have a balanced lifestyle. I eat what I want, but I also make sure I'm getting nutritious foods because I'm still nursing Poppy. So she's still getting things from me and I want her to see me enjoy all the foods, you know, but like learn that health is important. Like I don't want to be that nutritionist. It's like, okay, well you, you can only eat healthy or you have to eat healthy Monday through Friday. And then the weekend you can splurge. Like, I don't want to be that person, but I also don't want to be like, eat whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Like there's everything in moderation. I've had this interesting conversation with a few guests now 
both on air and off air about how it is so like it's so challenging to even know what to say nowadays because yeah on one hand it is great to eat whatever you want you know intuitive eating but like there is the fact of the matter that there are foods out there that are practically chemicals I mean mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like yeah. and then at the same time it's you know like I came from a place of orthorexia. Like I, same mm-hmm. as you, I was obsessed with my routine, mm-hmm. my healthy foods, my safe foods. And it's, I mean, I don't even like the word balance because it's so up in the air. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's trying to find that in between, you know, of just listening to your body, knowing mm-hmm. when you need the extra cookie and knowing mm-hmm. when you want a big bowl of roasted greens and mm-hmm. like, it's such a tricky field. And so, I mean, do you still do nutritionist work now that you've had Poppy? And if so, how do you like navigate that field or? I, I don't do nutritionist work now that I have Poppy because I am so busy with what Robin eats. I'm so thankful for that because it's a nice creative outlet that I've just developed into so much more than I ever thought it could be. But one touch on balance, like balance is so different for everyone. Like I'll be honest, I don't like vegetables. Like I don't think they taste very good unless they're roasted and seasoned really well. So you'll never find me chomping on a raw carrot or anything like that. So I have to intentionally eat salads or I just won't. Like even Joel will say, I feel like we haven't had a lot of vegetables this last week. And I'm like, probably not. Like I, <laughs> It's just not something I prepare. So a balance for me isn't a heavy vegetable loaded meal, but I have to intentionally put that on my plate because I know my body needs it. I know I should have it. So it's, it can, balance is so different. And sometimes you have to be more intentional for certain things. Like I could eat sweet foods all day long, but then by the end of the day, I am feeling a little sick. So I do tend to want more sweeter things, even fruits and all of that. So yeah, balance is really hard. And that was another thing I learned working with clients nutritionally it's like everyone just has this different mindset of what healthy looks for them and it's helping them find their best routine so they can feel like their best self and that's an, that's a one reason why I'm not doing that now because I put so much time into meeting the people and getting to know who they are what foods they like what foods they don't like like if you really don't like broccoli I'm not going to make you eat it because it's good for you like we're going to find something that you really enjoy that you'll get excited about and it just is a lot of brain power that I need to give Poppy right now (laughs) she's your little nutritional client right now (laughs) she really is yeah loves everything but butternut squash (laughs) ah I know I try though yeah, I'm the same way actually in that I well A I I've never liked salads and B um I this is something we can talk about now too if you're up for it but my mm-hmm. gut issues have been so bad mm-hmm. if I eat raw greens like I'm talking a salad you know like the size of like a little plate I feel my stomach literally inflate it feels like somebody has pumped air into me Mm-hmm. But then I, I get actual pain. Like my stomach will get stabbing pains. So I cannot eat any raw vegetables except mm-hmm. for in my smoothie bowls, mm-hmm. which is why I like to do those just to try to get some like fresh, you know, uncooked nutrients in. But right. it's it's tricky. I mean, you know, like you said, to try to find that intuitive balance. But yeah, if you're up to talk about your gut issues, I know that's something you're 
you're currently going through and I am and I know a whole heck of a lot of people are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Seems to be like a lot of people have these situations going on. And for me, I feel like when I was underweight at 2021, 20, I think it's like you're so healthy that it's unhealthy. So your body cleaned itself out of all of those digestive enzymes that you need to digest like kale or spinach, you know, easy things that aren't even the gassy vegetables like a broccoli or a zucchini that they really hurt. So I think that's what my issue is right now and I've just recently got blood work done to get tested for all sorts of things PCOS and anything I haven't received any results back yet so I'll keep you updated but it is really hard and that's the kind of the thing we have to put up with after we put our bodies through a lot like being so healthy depriving it for so long like mentally and physically on the inside it affects us and it's something we have to be sensitive to and figure out ways that we can get our nutrition like you say you blend it in your smoothies like I've tried to blend zucchinis in my smoothies so many times and it just hurts like I've steamed them I've roasted them all of these things and I just can't do it like that's one of those things I can't do but it's like we try our best and we be nice to our body and figure out things that work for us but it is hard and almost embarrassing if you're at someone's house and they make this meal for you and then you're like, I can't eat that or I'm going to look six months pregnant by the end of the night, you know? So take it a day at a time and just try and learn things that work for us and hopefully find advice and seek help. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And I think sometimes like the hardest part of it can be the mental side of things too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's knowing that you look, you know, practically six months pregnant. It's, mm -hmm. It's anticipating, which, you know, I know that doesn't help the situation, but it's thinking about like, oh, this might cause my stomach to hurt. It might not. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, it does. So mm -hmm. how have you, you know, ever done anything to support mental health? What are your thoughts on, you know, supporting that side of ourselves as well as mm -hmm. physical? It's funny you ask that because I haven't put too much thought into helping support it because I've just been on this like routine of just going forward, going forward, and always looking at the nutrition side of things. But since having Poppy, it's been more on my mind, like, okay, like, what you're thinking about is super important, like what Poppy is seeing, she's taking in from me, everyone. So it's important to be happy around her all the time. Like, not that I'm a grumpy person, but if I'm having an off day or whatever, it's like, well, I want to be positive for Poppy. So it's something that I would like to look into more and like, especially supporting other people because going through something like any type of eating disorder or feeling like it takes over a lot of your brain and you're constantly thinking about it when you're at someone else's house or out to dinner, you know, but I've never been one to really express that because I've kept it to myself. So I think the most important thing is finding someone you to talk to. Like when I met Joel, he was so quick to just hear me out and understand rather than saying you're fine or thinking you're really weird, you know? So I just encourage someone to find someone they can really trust and that Joel's never gone through anything like that. He's never had a problem with eating when he's full, he's full and he's done eating, like doesn't have to finish anything. And that to me at the time was mind blowing. So it was like someone who understood who isn't judging you and that can fully support you in healing. 
I mean, you know, and this ties hand in hand is the issue of body image with that mental because I think, I mean, I can almost say most of the time, the body image issues so many of us face stem directly from the mental. You know, there mm-hmm. we physically are, we are fine. We are perfectly mm-hmm. fine. We have functioning bodies. They're yeah. giving us life. We are living, yet we just can't get it out of our mind. Mm-hmm. So how has your journey with body image, you know, transitioned over the years from when you were modeling and then when you first met Joel and then when you had mm-hmm. Poppy kind of in this current phase of life that you're in, how has it transitioned and, you know, where do you feel you're at with it now? I would say for me, diving headfirst into my faith, I'm Christian and just believing that God has such a good plan for my life, for my marriage, for Poppy. Like thinking back when I was 2021, 20, it was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be okay? And I felt like I just dove into more of my relationship with him rather than worry, worry, worry. And then everything ended up being awesome. And then even, even moving across the country to like be with Joel, it's like, okay, what am I doing? And I just took that leap of faith and it ended up being the best decision and getting pregnant. I had no idea because I hadn't had my period for gosh, two years then. And up until literally last week, I haven't had my period for three and a half years and I didn't have it when I got pregnant with Poppy. So it was just a lot of prayer, a lot of believing that if it's supposed to happen, it would happen. And I think that's kept me mentally positive too. It's like so much, I have so much more to live for than what society might be telling me or trying to bring me down or tell me that I'm not okay. It just brought this positivity into my life and positive people into my life. So that truly helped me through any type of negative situation I have ever been in. I love that. I think it's so strong to find, to find out something outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a loved one, a baby, mm-hmm. you know, your family, friends, a belief. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's finding something that kind of drives you and kind of steers you, steers you down that right path and just gives you a sense of comfort and knowing. Right. That is, that is beautiful. I, I really love that. Thanks. Well, and in this time, when did you start your Instagram and, you know, start sharing all your food and your mm-hmm. life? When did that all happen? So the hashtag what Robin eats, I looked back and it started in 2012. My friend, Mikey, we were in Julian eating apple pie with a couple of our friends and I had just an Instagram at the time, not doing anything. And I think I posted apple pie on there and he's like, hashtag what Robin eats. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. Not thinking anything of it. And then the more I started modeling, the less food I started putting on my page, but I've all, I was cooking. I was making my own food and people always asked, well, what do models eat? Thinking I was eating like a cheese cube, you know, and that's it. And I was like, no, I actually eat a, quite a bit. Like I was eating my routine food, but I was eating more than what people thought. I was eating. So when I moved to LA, Joel and I were a couple months from getting married. I moved into the apartment that he would later move into with me in LA. And it had nice natural lighting. We had a white table and I saw food Instagrams popping up. And I was like, I think I'm just going to separate my food from modeling. Like, I don't think casting directors want to see what I'm eating or maybe they do. I don't know. So I started it and just kind of 
a way to have my food on there and a way to break me out of the routine I was in because I was eating French toast every day and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I feel weird, but I need something that's like an accountability partner. So started doing that. I was like, I'm going to do seven days, something different every morning, which was so mind blowing to me at the time. And now it seems silly, but it was super important and groundbreaking, you know, like brought so much more fun back into the kitchen for me. So that's how it started. I think it was 2016. I did my first post in January. So it was the new year, new year, new me. What's up? Um, <laughs> I started it. And now here we are three and a half years later, and I've been able to just have that be my main source of income, which is such a blessing. It's so fun. I get to work with companies that I love, get to interact with so many people all over the world. It's seriously crazy. Meet so many people. I feel like I have so many friends. <laughs> it's really cool. And just to be a source for people. I love helping people if they need like a quick 15 minute meal in the kitchen or now if they have baby questions life questions like I'm so open and willing to share anything because I know back when I was struggling through stuff when I was 20 21 I looked at blogs because I didn't really do Instagram then so it was like I was looking at these bloggers trying to see what they were doing and for help and guidance so it's like I was looking to them for little bits and pieces so I hope to be other people's little bits and pieces of like some type of joy or inspiration well, you certainly are. And uh-huh. I'm, I'm curious, you have a very good blend of delicious recipes, uh, lifestyle, and then you do, like you said, you make an income off of it. So what are your standards for working with brands? Things that I would eat and <laughs> things that I would eat and truly have in my home. Like I do eat a wide variety of food. Like there's some things where I'm like, oh, this is, this might not be a hundred percent clean, whatever that means. But it's like, I would enjoy this. My family would love it. So I don't have a thing where I'm like, I only do organic. I only do this. I like to be open to all things and understand that people can't, some people can't afford all organic. So why would I only throw out these all organic things when people, there's so many different walks of life that are following me and I didn't come from money. I came from eating McDonald's every day. So it's like, I couldn't afford that. And thinking of my poor parents watching that, they're like, I can't do that. I don't relate to them. So I try and be relatable to everyone. Cause I feel like that's how I truly am. I think I can relate to all like clicks of a high school. If you want to say that, you know? Um, so I feel like, I like when a company comes to me, I want to be excited about them because it is time that I'm putting into it. I put my heart in all of the collaborations that I do and it just has to make sense because I can like knowing me, if I don't like it, I'm not going to put that much effort into it. And that's going to come across on my page and people will see straight through it. Like I think people are really smart in seeing when you're just taking everything left and right. And they're going to start not believing you and not trusting you because when you have an account or you're some type of thing on social media, like people want to trust you and not just feel like, Oh, they just wanted to make a quick buck, you know? So it's having stuff that I'm truly going to enjoy that Poppy's going to like that Joel's going to like, and just doesn't make it that, that it makes sense. I absolutely love that. And I, 
I do like applaud you because you are so versatile. I mean, you, yeah, you just offer a very good blend of all different aspects, you know, all different levels of health, if you want to say it like that, you know what I mean? And I had my own struggle where at first, I mean, with my gut being really upset, sometimes, you know, I was on a thing where I, you know, wasn't eating anything with xanthan gum as an example added in it. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't know how it affects our bodies. But if I refused to share a product with that in it, you know, Mm -hmm. my my thinking is 80% of my audience is going to be fine with Mm -hmm. bonza pasta that has xanthan gum in it. I am fine with it. I just Mm -hmm. have a little bit of bloating maybe. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's just trying to figure out like, you can't be so strict, but you don't want to promote things that you don't actually love. Like I love Bonza pasta. So of course I'm Mm -hmm. going to promote it. Right. Yeah. So that's, I love, I love your approach to it. And when you were saying that, it kind of clicked with me too. I was like, that's, I feel like that's what I was doing, but you just, you said it so perfectly. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I'll have you share where people can find you once more mm-hmm. in case they missed it. And then mm-hmm. we just have a few rapid fire questions. And okay, cool. Wrap it up. Yeah. Fun. So where can people find you and see your beautiful Poppy and Arrow and oh just gosh, Poppy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she is such a little princess. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Okay. But for everything Poppy, food, me, Joel Arrow, you can find it at What Robin Eats on Instagram. I have a blog that I'm currently trying to spice up because I never really did anything on it. But this year, I really want to start putting more work work into my blog. It's whatrobineats.com. Super easy. Email whatrobineats at yahoo.com. Super easy. And I think that's about it. I don't really tweet Facebook. Mm, so I'm trying to keep it minimal here. I appreciate it. I'm the same way. It's like Instagram and this and that's it. So I do Pinterest sometimes. So if you want to yeah. find Pinterest and pin my recipes there, I've been trying to do my Pinterest more. I believe that is just what Robin eats as well. I'm trying to keep it really easy for you folks. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. So for rapid fire, first off, what is one thing that has made you smile today? Poppy. <laughs> She is so cute right now when I go get her in the morning or from her nap. She does like the surprise face. I wish I could do it for you, but they won't be able to see it. She's just like, oh, like, oh my gosh, you're here right now. And it's just so cute and makes me feel really special. <laughs> I swear she is. Oh, she's just so cute. Her face is just like the perfect little, she always looks like surprised, happy, like, ah, beautiful. (laughs) If you could meet anyone, past or present, who would it be? Oh my gosh, if I can meet anyone, I love Lady Gaga. (laughs) It's such a weird, silly thing. When I told Joel that I had a dream that Lady Gaga was my best friend, he was so confused. (laughs) I've just always really liked her music and she's so fun and energetic. I don't know her personally, obviously, but I like the feel of her music and I think it's really cool. I actually, fun fact, I modeled for one of her um, San Diego sports arena shows. It was sponsored by Virgin Mobile at the time, which I don't even know if that's a cell carrier anymore, but we were these like Virgin Mobile angels and she walked by me and I almost freaked out, but that was as close as I got to her. Sad. (laughs) Probably would have fainted. It's fine. 
I love it. I mean, you never know. Maybe you never know. She'll you never know. Maybe she'll hear your podcast. You never know. Honestly, let's all, <laughs> let's all hope for that. Right? <laughs> okay. And last one. If you could yell one piece, one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear, what would it be? A strong body equals a, a healthy mind. I have kind of had this quote um, for a long time, even when I was doing pageants, but I didn't really understand it until, gosh, probably a couple of years ago. It was like, if my body feels good and I'm doing right to it, then my mind is going to feel so healthy and so much better to be, be to be able to interact with my friends. Cause there was so many years where I was thinking about food so much. I feel like I was non-existent in a conversation. So it's like, if my body is strong and I'm feeling really good and healthy, that my mind is going to be so at peace and so calm and just fully me. Amen to that. I, yeah. I feel that's very needed. And mm -hmm. I second that. Mm -hmm. well, Thank you so much for guesting today and sharing your inspiration and wisdom. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Was that a fun episode or was that a fun episode? I truly think so. Robin is just such a unique character, person, human being. I love her. And her little daughter Poppy and her hairless cat Arrow just complete the picture. If you want to find her on Instagram and just kind of put a face to the voice that you just listened to for the past, what, hour? Yeah. You can go on Instagram and search for at what Robin eats. And if you want to find me, maybe you don't know what I look like. Actually, okay, no, scratch that. You should because it's the art for the podcast. But you can find me on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. I love connecting with you guys and you know even if you don't want to follow me because I get that we're all following so many people like sometimes you just don't want to follow someone else that's okay but if this related to you like send me a message people do that all the time they don't follow me but they send me messages of how the podcast related to them and you know what I love it I love it even more because I think it's amazing that they're listening like I'm just amazed that they found it somehow you know so Either way, I appreciate you letting me know what you thought of this episode, and if you have any, you know, questions about cured nutrition, you can reach out to me there and then, too. Um, and, you know, let's see. Actually, I was supposed to read a review at the end of this. Obviously, I did not have that ready, so let's see what I can find. Okay, so this is... A review from the wonderful Figs and Freedom on Instagram. And the title of the review is So Relatable with a Five Star Review. Thank you. All of the topics and speakers Emily chooses are incredibly relatable and amazing. She provides education, yet still interesting information that resonates with her listeners. I love tuning in. And I love this review and all of you. Thank you, Figs and Freedom. And I appreciate all of you. And yeah, just know this makes a difference. It helps me get guests, helps me get brands, and helps remind me why I do this. So with much love and much appreciation, see you next week. Bye.